Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to this radio program on this radio station and on your mobile device, as I'm sure you are listening to it mobile devicely. Is it it playing today? It is playing today. Right now, at this moment, this is the program you are listening to in your eardrums. Call call to the the saints. In your eardrums. Well, earlier, Bridget was filing her fingers off and said, listen in our eardrums. Those of you just tuning in wondering, what have I just Mm -hmm. discovered? What what awesomeness is this? (laughs) I have been looking for this. What awesomeness is this? Fantastic. (laughs) This is the sugar high after our lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll crash here in a little bit. (laughs) The second hour of today's program will be brought to you by... Snoring. Six sleeping people. (laughs) American Pillow Company. (laughs) There's no such thing as that company. (laughs) Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is to the saints. Yes, Woo! <gasps> to the saints. My name's RC. And this is Andrew. This is Tyrone. This is Allison. This is Carrie. And this is Bridget. Awesome. What in the world is that sound? <gasps> hey, it's our favorite sound. We're going to reframe something. Reframing yep. something. Oh man. This is more than just home improvement, Saints. <laughs> yeah. This is a deconstruction of our previous mindset and a reconstruction of the Lord's mindset. Yep. Yes? Yes. 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 Because we're to right. have our minds renewed. Yep. Renewing mm-hmm. our minds. Mm-hmm. By the Spirit. Couldn't yeah. find any music that was a renewing type of music, so we went with the <laughs> improvement. <laughs> the yes. deconstruction, the reconstruction. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today... Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, boys and girls of all ages, millions around the world, <laughs> our brothers and sisters, we are going to speak on reframing. Oh, do I have this song somewhere? Oh, no. Oh, I forgot. Oh, no. Oh, oh Jess, we got to sing it. We got to sing it. <laughs> all right, Andrew. Here we go, Andrew. Ready? You ready? The, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone. alone. I stand up tall. I stand up tall. (laughs) We're somehow standing on the Word of God because the B I B L E Bible. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to reframe Scripture for us today. Gripta. This this little this little book. Bless you. I know (laughs) something. Or some people carry around a bigger book, I guess. Yeah. You know, the big old hardback, leather bound. The big one if that's you're on serious. the yes. If you are serious <laughs> about the one. Lord, <laughs> you carry around the big one. Oh, I should have found that one that was the uh, <laughs> Baby Got Book parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like big books, and I cannot lie. All right, so Scripture versus the Bible versus the Word of God versus... You get all kinds of things. We call this thing. What do all these things mean? Are they interchangeable? Because you hear it. People will say the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword mm-hmm. while they're holding and the Bible and waving that around. Like and you are doing like right I'm now. Doing, mm-hmm. Yes, we're, only you guys can see me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and there are, anyway, there's a lot of misconceptions that we are going to um, <clears throat> get into. Uh, yes. The things that people are taught that the Bible is supposed to be slash do for us. Yep. This is, honestly, saints, my mindset, our mindsets were some of these as well. This is how we took 
the B-I-B-L-E. Mm-hmm. That's yes. true. Yep. And so one of these things that people are taught that the Bible is supposed to be or do for us is it's supposed to be our moral compass. It's how we know right from wrong. So That's we, a big one. So mm-hmm. we go we go to the scriptures to know whether or not I should do this thing or whether I should do this thing or shouldn't do this thing and um, so that's that's our moral compass. That's our moral mm-hmm. compass. So the thought um, that I just had was, you know how as parents, when you're telling your kids to do something and they say why a million times and finally they break you and you're like, because I said so. Yeah. Right? So it was kind of that same Never mindset. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of that same mindset. Well, because the Bible said so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I can't do this. You can do this. You can't do this because the Bible said so. Mm-hmm. And and that's it's our it's our compass. Um, yep. Yeah, we use the Bible to answer every question, and we can find the answer that we're looking for by using the Bible in, in yes. that way. Yes. <laughs> in certain ways, we can proof text and what do I wear today? It. Clothe yourselves in righteousness. Okay, I'll grab that. (laughs) (laughs) There's a verse for that. Size 12, clothe yourselves. (laughs) Or just clothe yourselves. (laughs) Please. 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 Because scripture says so. (laughs) It's in the Bible. (laughs) What do I eat today? Jesus said he's the living bread, so we eat him. Mm -hmm. See, there's a verse for that, too. Mm -hmm. Obviously, an answer to every question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, for me, I was taught that the Bible is a living book. Mm-hmm. That the Bible is living, yes. and that um, and, and some of the examples used to back up this that the Bible is living is that you know I'll read it one day, I'll read one passage one day, and I'll get this out of it, and then I'll read the same passage the next day and get something entirely different out of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a living Bible. It's all the Bible. Yes, and and this living Bible has power. Mm-hmm. That this, you know, um, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Counter that later, mm-hmm. but well. yes, <laughs> yeah. counter that later. Yes, indeed. Oh, and then um, another thing with the Bible is this. Um, you know, the uh, the B I B L E is yes. That's the Book for me. Hang on, I gotta wait five seconds. Here we go. Basic instructions. What? Before leaving Earth. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. It's our guidebook. Yep. <laughs> we talked yeah. about it being our moral <clears throat> compass, but it's this is how we know how we're supposed to live our life. This is how we know how we're supposed to be better Christians. Mm-hmm. This is how we know. Certain things is because these are our basic instructions before leaving Earth. You heard it. There was a song written on it. Yeah. These are what we are taught that the Bible is supposed to be or do mm-hmm. for us. Something else that we are taught um, often in this country is um, that the United States was founded on biblical principles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sort of a, a side note that uh, came up this last week when we were talking about mm-hmm. it and um well <laughs> that's not true alice <laughs> no well we're taught that the bible is the foundation for the of this yeah that, this that, that it's a christian nation when really mm-hmm. there is only one christian nation and that's a kingdom of god right mm-hmm. just right. throwing that out there i said it <laughs> yep. Yep. yep and we all yes and amen uh, yes. and we all agree yep. yes. mm-hmm. um, i'll put my john hancock on that but saying that 
<clears throat> is also the the reality that um, we're taught that the Bible is the foundation of Christianity or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a believer's life. Right. Um, we're taught that as well. Even if these things aren't said verbatim, if you're not told <coughs> verbatim, the Bible is the foundation mm-hmm. of your life as a Christian. Mm-hmm. The the messages mm-hmm. that are given are what enforce and then reinforce the message. Mm-hmm. Um, the messages that are given enforce. Okay, so the messages that are given without saying those specific words <laughs> reinforce right. that message. Well, it's a whole Christian culture, and I think you know, we've even heard it in times where it's like, what's well, in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Oh, it <clears throat> right. is? Like, you just take it. Oh, it's in the Bible. Then it's like, that's the end argument. Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with a woman. This was RCNI's very first youth group, his first full-time job as a youth pastor, and we had taken him on this camping trip. And one of the um, adults who came along to help, <clears throat> I had, I had like, found some things in Scripture that were really um, – powerful to me at the moment and I was sitting um, outside telling RC and I think she was listening too and I, I made the comment about God is love oh and, I remember this yep, I yeah because I was seeing I was seeing God as love in a, a new bigger way mm-hmm. <clears throat> than I had before and she was like um, you know and of course I had mentioned the verse that says God is love right and she was like well you know I know that God's love because he does this and he does this and he does this but you know, essentially that the fact that it was written down in scripture didn't have any weight for her. Mm-hmm. Like she, and I remember sitting there feeling very um, powerless because at the time, all I had to really kind of back up my argument was this verse that says God is love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and realizing like, wow, that's, that is falling really short in this conversation, you know, mm-hmm. and actually, I'm I'm glad for that conversation now. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we we put all this into this book. I mean, we say all these things, and what we are, we may not, like Bridget said, think it um, or hear it verbatim or think these very thoughts, but we are essentially saying that God will not speak to us outside of this book. Right. I mean, I, 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 this, I ran across this on Instagram the other day. The Bible is the best gift God has ever given to man. All the good from the Savior of the world is communicated to us through this book. This is what we're taught. This is what is mm-hmm. perpetuated mm-hmm. in Christian circles today, particularly Western Christian circles today, is that it's all about this book. Sure, you can have Jesus, but if it's outside this book, I mean, we look for pastors who are who teach the Bible, right? Who mm-hmm. who preach the Word of God? Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we want and talk like based. that. Yes. <laughs> 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 no, I mean I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I we we've decided to go to this church because this pastor preaches the Word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you want to know what the Lord's will for your life is, you need to read the Bible. Yep. We're taught yes. that as well. That's part of that moral compass. I mean, and I'm saying that in a. A closed circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. The Lord's will for my life. Mm-hmm. We're told that the Bible is what changes our lives. Yep. The Bible is what changes us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead. I was just going to throw out for anybody who hasn't listened to any of our previous episodes yeah. and knows. I was going to say that right yeah. after he said this quote. You, go ahead. You no, no, go ahead. And 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 knows how much um, we, we – um, Scripture. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you'll say it better. Scripture. Yes. We are, yeah, and so we, we hope that our previous episodes testify to the fact that we actually esteem Scripture. Mm-hmm. We find it highly valuable mm-hmm. and important, yes. um, and we do believe that the Spirit uses it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Spirit. Oh, you mean it's and, not the book? Yeah, oh, that it yeah, is God-breathed. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. they are the words of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, in, in that sense. Yes. Um and so this isn't bringing the 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 scriptures down, even mm. though I could see how easily it could sound like that. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to um, to to take away from it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's just a, we want to we want to put it in its rightful place. We're yeah. reframing it. That's why we're reframing it. Right now, yes. it's out of balance. As something that comes from Christ. Yes. 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 Exactly. We have it's, elevated it's, it next yeah. to Christ. And so and so we're above him. And above so him. things that come from Christ come out of his life but we can't replace the thing with christ right. we get consumed by that's like being consumed with creation and not the creator it's the same exactly. concept we come from god that doesn't mean we are consumed with us right, right. consumed mm-hmm. with the one who we come from right yes. god the father exactly. in christ and so these things come from christ these words whatever it may be come from him it's mm-hmm. part of his mind piece of his mind yep. very small part mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so we we thank god for that Yep. And we understand it, and then we, we keep it moving in the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go back two shows previous from this, and mm-hmm. we outlined all this in Christness through Scripture. We mm-hmm. use Scripture to do it, to yeah. point to how everything we want yeah. is in Christ. But because that's its purpose. Yes. That's mm-hmm. that's the reality that's of it. That's the only way you're going to rightly see what it is anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. That it, it's fulfilling its purpose um, in that way. Um, we, I, I can get so far ahead of our notes. Okay, so let's get back to our notes here. Okay, let me uh, give this quote from uh, biblical scholar F.F. F. Bruce. Um, what he says is, reading the letters of Paul is like listening to one end of a phone conversation. Mm-hmm. Because the letters of Paul were letters to a specific church, yes. and we don't have the letters that they wrote correspondence back to him. Sure, <laughs> yep. And we technically we don't know all the the details, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so they were ad hoc, yeah. or they were in response to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. like he's he's writing to them because they they requested someone. They told him, "Hey, we're having some issues." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he writes back to them. So it's kind of like today if I call Andrew and I'm not able to get into contact with him, I leave a message and say, "Hey, Andrew, I'm, I'm going through this thing or something something's up," mm-hmm. and then I go about my business and he responds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so his response is just one half mm-hmm. yes of the story. yes mm-hmm. exactly all right so <clears throat> that is the b-i-b-l-e and so christians we christians have been taught to approach the bible in one of eight ways can i say one more thing nope <laughs> but you can <laughs> please do <laughs> uh just let's re- remember the bible that concept the book is more modern mm-hmm. in terms of how we approach it. Mm-hmm. The early Christians and even before Christianity, the Israelites or even the ancient Near Eastern culture didn't, they were hearing dominant. So this concept of book is something that wasn't even in the minds yeah. of believers in the first century. Not to say we're copying them, but we're just understanding that we, we insert a lot of our cultural, modern yes. cultural experiences mm-hmm. even into 
what we call it and how we look at it is just yep. this liter- literary piece yep. of work. We understand that there's literature in it. It's writing, mm-hmm. but we, we esteem it like it's like it's a, a novel or some mm-hmm. great work by Ernest Hemingway or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. <clears throat> so when what you're saying is in the culture in which it was written, that was not the way a they, concept. No. Yeah, the, the, they, ha- they had they had large pieces of writings, but they were rare. That wasn't mm-hmm. the norm. Right. So. Wasn't it usually reserved for, um, like, um, legal documents yeah. and then just those high in society that wanted yeah. something written down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean, most, most writings, uh, homes didn't even have really writings in them. Like, we think of how, yeah. you know, we, we all have bookshelves in our yes. house <laughs> filled with books, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, and that just wasn't a common concept. A scroll shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So R.C. was saying? As I was saying, (laughs) we Christians have been taught to approach the Bible in one of eight ways. So see how many of these ways apply to you. Number one. You look for verses that inspire you. Upon finding such verses, you either highlight, memorize, meditate on, or put them on your refrigerator door. (laughs) (laughs) These are from uh, pagan Christianity. Yes. And we'll... We'll put that link on on this page. Mm-hmm. That's where Frank Viola listed yeah. these out, and we just thought they were very fitting. They were. They are. Or you write it really pretty mm-hmm. in calligraphy and frame it and make, make it, it pretty art. artwork in your house. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> I have quite a few of them around my house. <laughs> Even in my bathroom. <laughs> you look for verses that tell you what God has promised so that you can... Confess it in faith and thereby obligate the Lord to do what you want. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Obligate This the is the Lord. promise. So, Lord, you have to do it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm. Another way to look at that we've been taught to see to approach the Bible is we look for verses that tell us what God commands us to do. What am I supposed to do, Lord? Mm-hmm. What's my next move? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Another one is... You look for verses that you can quote to scare the devil out of his wits <laughs> or resist him in the hour of temptation. So you're like, ooh, I want to use that one. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a little arsenal. Yeah, come on. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. <laughs> Sorry. I just have to remember that one. Was that one of the ones that's that one you of them. memorized? Is that in the Bible? Is that on your refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one I keep on my refrigerator. <laughs> Stay out of the refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> Resist the devil. <laughs> not want that chocolate cake. <laughs> the devil's food. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Another way you can approach the Bible is look for verses that will prove your particular doctrine so that you can slice and dice your theological sparring partner into biblical ribbons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like women should be silent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Last week's program. And so because of this proof texting method, a vast wasteland of Christianity behaves as if the mere citation of some random decontextualized verse of scripture ends all discussion on virtually any subject. Yes. Which Andrew mentioned earlier. This is also why it's so important to know the address of the verse. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh. 
Those you're chapters not, and verses were always there, too. I you know. know. You're not really legit unless you can tell me exactly where it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, never mind, like, Paul and all those, when, in writing his letters, would say, it is written. They didn't say where it was written. <laughs> there was no <laughs> chapters <laughs> and verses. <laughs> I mean, you look, at, you look at Facebook and you see what Allison just described. Mm-hmm. All up and down Facebook, people throwing yes. scriptures at each other, trying to prove their point right. Yeah, it brings us to the next one. You look for verses in the Bible to control and or correct others. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at ways that you can use it against other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I used to look for verses that preach well Mm -hmm. and make good sermon material. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not going to necessarily preach Mm -hmm. on the genealogy of Jesus because that just doesn't preach very well. (laughs) But now the Beatitudes, come on, that preaches some good stuff right there. Come on. So um, this last one, I, I I really wanted to say because I totally did this. But I've, since we were talking about this, I've been thinking about, okay, why? Why did I do that? And I realized that the reason I would do this, and I'll get to it in a minute, was because I had been told that the way God speaks to us is through Scripture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Period. That was my only option. That was the way that he speaks to us. And so if I have this sort of uh, prompting within me, or, like, I have this draw, this desire to spend time with him. I want to hear from him, right? Scripture's my only option. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is I would literally play Russian roulette with the scriptures. And I would randomly open it and, you know, close my eyes and point to a scripture, right? I don't know that I actually ever close my eyes and point to a scripture, but I would randomly open it, right? And start, like, at the top of that page and just read those pages because – you know, my hope was that there would be something on that page that the Lord was saying to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and not that the Lord can't do that, but I, I see now why it, it is has this tinge of ridiculousness to it. It's because of really the underlying mindset, which is that the only way God speaks to us now is through Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, we, at, when we were talking about this, Tyrone was reminded of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a movie. It's I think it's funny, but some of it might not be fun. But it's, there's a portion of the movie. The movie's called The Jerk. There's a portion where there's like a Steve I don't Ryan. know if he's a serial killer or if he's a guy who's just gone off the deep end. And he opens up a phone book and at random he just closes his eyes and points to a name, and then that's the person <laughs> who, who who gets. Killed today. He's on his hit list. <laughs> He's yeah. on his hit list. That's almost like how we treat the scripture. We just right. open it up and point to something, and it'll end up being Obadiah verse 8. <laughs> Will not I on the day declares the Lord destroy the wise men out of Edom? Ooh, that's good uh, stuff that right there. How does that mean to me, Lord? <laughs> what am I going to do with that? Where is Edom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they misspelled that. That means Edom. Who's the wise men? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's talking to me. <laughs> Um, and so that that's actually another um, that we didn't list that that we're, we were taught that the Bible's supposed to do for us. It's supposed to be the communication of God yeah. to us. Period. That's it. That's the only way. Yeah, right there in Scripture. That that's that's our option. Um, and wow, that's restricting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy on us. And so this list was. Uh Brought to you by Pagan <laughs> Pagan Christianity, yes. author Frank Viola, pages 229 to 230. Yes, yes. correct. Reference okay. at the end of the show. <laughs> These are our footnotes. These yes. will be in the bibliography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Hey, um, so uh, 
our 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 friend, our good friend, whom we've never met, uh, A. W. Tozer. He says, not wanting to appear judgmental, we mistakenly try to make biblical truth fit the culture around us. Mm-hmm. Because if you take biblical truth as biblical truth, it's going to appear judgmental to the culture around us. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because the Lord judges the culture around us. Mm-hmm. He has judged the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and um, just wanted to speak a truth about Jesus is the living, breathing Word of God. Yep. And there's no way the Bible can be greater or more important than Christ Jesus. Come on. Yes. And it's we hear it, and sometimes it's it's in the the system, um, and I think um, it's definitely an error. But we let it let it play, we let it slide. But the you know scripture points to the Creator, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. but it cannot be higher than the Creator. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. I mean we it didn't it didn't even necessarily have to be higher. We we even hold it. Just in as high esteem as we do Jesus. That's true. I've heard so many mm-hmm. slogans where Christ-centered and Bible-focused. Mm-hmm. How can you be Christ-centered and yet Bible-focused? And being centered and focused, kind of the same <laughs> thing. And I mean, we could rant this. I could rant. I could mm-hmm. rant this whole program. <laughs> and so, we do actually believe yes. that scripture comes from God. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. yes, big yes and amen. Yes, Please hear us say that. that. And 2 Timothy 3. I say that too, so hear me say that. <laughs> yeah. Here, you want to say it too? Uh, okay, yeah, I do. No, I <laughs> hey, whoa, We're working minute. with her. We're working with her. We need to show you in scripture. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so 2 Timothy 3, 14. I'm going to start at 14 oh, to 16. It. it says, this is Paul talking to Timothy. He says to Timothy, but as for you, Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. So the reason why we value scripture is not because of what it does, what it, how it can help or how it can be beneficial or it can teach or reproof or correct or train in righteousness mm-hmm. is because of who it comes from. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The source oh, is Christ. Right. Yes. Because before Christ came in the flesh, he was the eternal word. Oh, he was right. God's mm-hmm. mind and his spoken word. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so he will always be that. Yes. And that's who that's that, that's that's the reality. And this goes right to that. Mm-hmm. John 1 In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God He was in the beginning with God all things came into being through him and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being In him was life and the life was the light of men mm-hmm. So in the beginning was his eternal word mm-hmm. yes. Saints that's not the Bible the Bible was not in the beginning and was made flesh. Yes. Right. And so I, I was I was sharing this with the saints. I actually like how we just we put verses one through four because we often read verse one and then we skip down to verse 14. Mm-hmm. And I understand because we know that now. Mm-hmm. But imagine a person who's who's hearing this letter of John for the first time and they haven't got to 14 mm-hmm. in their mind. They're thinking logos, which mm-hmm. is the word. 
the spoken word, yeah. the one who by which was with God in the beginning spoken and by all things by him, the word spoken word, all things were created. Yes. And then he comes down and says, and the spoken word was made flesh, mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's who it is. The spoken word made flesh is the son. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Christ Jesus. Yes. That's who was in the beginning. That's who was with the father. That's who the father was facing and thinking to and thinking about mm-hmm. his mind and his words. And he let him out and he became a man yes. flesh. And now mm-hmm. he's a man in the glory mm-hmm. glorified. Mm-hmm. Yes. All Amen. things came into being through him, through him, through mm-hmm. Christ, not the Bible. Yes. And apart yes. from him, Christ, not the Bible, nothing came into being that has come into being. Yes. So the Bible came in and from who? Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. And reading this right now, these scriptures are testifying not about itself, right. but about Christ. Christ. Right. right. Yes. This is why Paul can say in Colossians, he is the image of the invisible God, firstborn from all creation. For by him, all things were created. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Because he's the eternal word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, R.C. We're going on. Oop, I just dropped that. Revelation 19. <laughs> Revelation, the last book of the Bible. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the The Word Word of God. God. Yes. Mm. Our Jesus. Our our Lord. Mm. His name is called the Word of God. So Who the Word it? of God is a person. What? Hmm. Not a thing. Mm-hmm. And we had an episode recently on the name, which ties into that yes. as well. Yes. Yes. Go back and listen to it if you can. Mm-hmm. I think that another another mindset that is different now for us than it was for those um, reading these letters and particularly with the Old Testament um, was that when when they heard someone talking about the Word of God, they didn't they saw it as um, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm gonna have to say how we see it now to help me describe how they saw it. So we see it now as this fixed one thing. So mm-hmm. the Word of God is this fixed, book of these words, the Bible. Mm-hmm. This is the word of God. But how they saw it was literally a living God who is speaking to his people. Yes. And it's his word and then he's going to keep speaking his word and we're yes. going to keep receiving his word because mm-hmm. he's going to keep speaking. They only saw it as speech. Yes. Speech. And, and the continuing of it. It wasn't mm-hmm. just um, God spoke this one time and then this is it. It's now concrete and in this little package and and that's it that you know they saw and and really we do too Mm -hmm. we have a living god Mm -hmm. i mean that that's what we proclaim as Mm -hmm. believers that our god is alive Mm -hmm. right um and we actually have a rather chatty god as well yes (laughs) no we do we have a god who loves to speak yes yes Mm -hmm. but yet no go ahead i was gonna say he speaks more than we can actually handle Yes. Mm-hmm. More than we're willing to listen yeah. to. Mm-hmm. But yet we we have bought into this idea that God has only spoken right here in this book, in these letters, and this is it. This is this is His word to mm-hmm. us. Yes. 
um, when when the one you know the ones who read these letters, the ones who wrote these letters, um, that was not their mindset at all. That Mm-mm. this 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 little grouping of letters that we've compiled, this is it. This is God speaking to us. It's no, um, yeah. We, we don't realize it, but that is putting that box right back on God. We have now confined him to this little book, and we now no longer listen to him outside of this book. Yes. I think that ties into, somewhat ties into this idea that um, we forget that when we're reading these stories of things that happened to these people, like let's say in the Old Testament, that these things actually happen. Like God spoke to these prophets, an event happened an interaction happened, this mm-hmm. life happened, and then at some point it got written down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That there was... Um, yeah. It was their recording device. Yeah. Right. Yes, it was their tape. Digital record, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that the, the actual speaking and circumstances and the thing that happened, it was actually more important than the recording of it later. Yeah. Yeah. But we've we've made it about the recording of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's that's how our society kind of works now. Even mm-hmm. though we're still a oral speech dominant society even though mm-hmm. it's not like the past, but we still that's our main form of communication. Like mm-hmm. we don't sit around our house and and mm-hmm. like text each other while we're in the presence of we still talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We just have these many other ways of communicating or proxy. That's yeah. and I think that's what writing was. It was it was it stood in proxy mm-hmm. for people in an oral society. Yep. And so for, for – go ahead. You were going to say something? No, go ahead. And so I was going to go to – so since since Scripture comes from Jesus, mm-hmm. it's not him and his fullness. It's mm-hmm. just a part of his mind. Since it comes from him, then it surely speaks of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Surely. Jesus, surely. Who are you calling surely? <laughs> it speaks of him. Yep. And John five thirty eight. 40 and then 46 through 47 it says you do not have his word abiding in you for you do not believe him whom he sent you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life it is these that testify about me what are these the scriptures Mm -hmm. and you are unwilling to come to me so that you may have life for if you believed Moses you would believe me for he wrote about me what Moses, Moses wrote the law. He wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Okay, so I just saw something in that um, that I want to point out after I read 1 John 2.14 because it's, it's along the same lines. It says, I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. So a couple of things. Um, when when we were talking through some of these scriptures the other day, I really liked First John two fourteen because for m- for me for many years the word of God abiding in me meant that I had scripture memorized. Mm-hmm. I had it in my mind, right? And that was the word of God abiding in me. I have hidden the word, the Lord's word, in my heart so that I might not sin against Him, right? Um, and so that would be me knowing scripture, me knowing right and wrong, me knowing what I'm supposed to do, what I'm not supposed to do, so that I don't sin against him. Mm-hmm. And it was a knowing mentally. But if we look back up here in John five thirty eight through 40, okay, we have – Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. He is talking to people who know scripture left, right, up, down, forwards, backwards, inside, outside. Mm-hmm. They are – their job is literally the scriptures, 
And he says, Mm -hmm. you do not have his word abiding in you. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's obviously not what it means to have the word of God abiding in us, Mm -mm. to know scripture. Because he says, for you do not believe him yep. mm-hmm. who sent, whom he sent. Yep. Mm. So the abiding had to, be, had to do with the believing uh, yes. in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. as the word, the one whom the Father sent. Yes. Yep. Yeah. There's another one in uh, the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. Yep. After Jesus' resurrection, he's, he's mm-hmm. walking on this road with these two people. And he basically, the scripture saying, beginning with Moses and the prophets, mm-hmm. Jesus begins to show them yes. the things concerning himself yep. in the in Moses and the mm-hmm. prophets yep. mm-hmm. and the writings yep. mm-hmm. concerning Christ. Yeah. He says, speak of me. Yep. So when we go to the scriptures, that's who, that's, that's who we're looking for mm-hmm. because that's who that's what the scriptures give us. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we want to go to the scriptures and find other things. Yes. God's will for my life. Yeah. Or. Mm-hmm. Whatever else, I can't even think of anything else. All the things just, we just talked about a few minutes. I know. I'm just because mm-hmm. I'm thinking is Christ oh, you now. Can look at, you can look at our notes. No, I, no, 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 I don't want to. I scroll. I scroll down, and I'm not putting my finger. But no, <laughs> no. I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, it, it hits hard for me, particularly because mm-hmm. you know, growing up, I was always taught where the Bible speaks, we speak. Mm. Where the Bible's silent, we're, we're silent. Wow. Okay. And so yeah. that was like, well, it's got to be addressed in Scripture, and if it's not addressed in in scripture then then it's not important (laughs) Um, and what what Bridget was talking about about the Pharisees I mean they studied this but they they looked at the letter of the law they were like legalist Mm -hmm. (laughs) black and white cut and dry that's how they tried to entrap Jesus so many times Mm yep well, now, you know, the Sabbath and da 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 da. And Jesus says, Yo, homie. <laughs> Comes right back at him. That's a different uh, translation. That's what he says. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3 uh, says, Such confidence we have through Christ toward God, not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, yep. but our adequacy is from God. Yes. Who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Yes, letter amen. kills. And we study Scripture to see more of Christ. We study Scripture yes. to see another aspect of Christ, mm-hmm. not to see all of Christ, because mm-hmm. it's, it's as we've been talking about. It's it's it can't it can um, hold contain right. Christ uh-huh. <laughs> and. Yeah. There's so much we can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It reminds as we as you guys were reading those scriptures and we were talking about them. I, I was reminded of Hebrews. Hebrews one. God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in the Bible, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the world. That's not right, R.C. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we treat the Scripture, though. That's how we treat the Bible. It is. That that is the only way God speaks to us anymore. But it says, okay, so the correct, proper reading now. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and fix that. (laughs) In these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. It doesn't say anything about Scripture. Yes. It says the Son. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. He's still speaking to us through his son by the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. He can do it. Mm-hmm. And he does it through this, through scripture. Yeah. He will speak, but it's the spirit doing all of that. I was yeah. going to say, but yeah, it's not. And, and that goes back to when at the beginning, thinking of the Bible as a living thing, that the Bible has this mm-hmm. power to yep. change us. And it's not, the it's Bible. not, it's Christ. Yes. We have a living Christ. Mm-hmm. And his him by his spirit, through his spirit, however you want to say it, he is still active and living mm-hmm. in the earth today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it is he who separates bone from marrow. Yes. The Moral. word of God is active mm-hmm. and living and sharper than any two-edged sword. Jesus separating. Christ yes. is sharper than Soul any two-edged sword. spirit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can discern those things. Um, and so when he uses the tool of scripture mm-hmm. to enlighten us, it's not because scripture itself has some power and is doing some work. Right. It's because the spirit is. But yes. the reality is that the spirit can use lots of mm-hmm. things. We've done tools. it where we see Christ in nature. Mm-hmm. So the spirit can speak to us in nature. Yep. We've yes. done it where he can speak to us in movies. Yep. In songs, yep. we 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 have uh, exhibited many different ways here, just on this radio program. Mm-hmm. How the Lord can speak yep. to us—a cornucopia. <laughs> of well, I think okay. So, just as you guys are talking about this, why this has, um, why this is slightly, I'm going to take it to a uh, community bend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is if we feel like the only way in which we can hear the Lord is through the Bible, then it really silences the inward life you actually don't get to know the person of jesus christ living within you Mm -hmm. that affects his body because we think we can't um we don't think that we can hear him right Mm -hmm. so therefore we don't give expression to him right Mm -hmm. and so that really limits him unless we understand that there is something bigger than just scripture scripture is only given authority in life because the person who spoke it is life Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's the only the, the Bible has no authority outside of just being a book alone unless the Lord has given it to mm-hmm. it to give, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I guess it I just see that it's very limiting in his people where yes. you don't then you don't get to learn how to hear this God that is constantly mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. You don't train your spiritual senses. Right. Your spiritual and ears so you, get you, dull. Right. And so anyways, it it, it can be a block, you know, that the only way in which the Lord can hear his, you know, be heard is through mm-hmm. the Bible. Well, then that's really a block. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another reason why we're saying it's in the way. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, sorry. It's all good. So Andrew said that we study scripture to see more of Christ. So let's talk mm-hmm. about studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. Bible study. Tyrone doesn't really want to, but he's going to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to add in there, too. We Just not studying, but reading, mm-hmm. yeah. meditating, because mm-hmm. studying is just one aspect, too. Yes. Every time we go to the scripture, it's not for the purpose of studying. That's no. true. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yep. It's the purpose of finding out my will for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so this first one really speaks to me, because I, I remember sitting and, and following along with different sermons. Uh, this first one studying the Bible, uh, it's not a jigsaw puzzle. But I remember listening to sermons how he would preach from, like, say, I don't know, Philippians or one one book. But then he would use another verse, he being the, the pastor, obviously, uh, would use another verse from another book of the Bible 
that kind of fit along with it, you know, and coincide with it. And so I started to wonder, man, how do I learn how to fit these different verses together to where it makes sense and tells a story? I used to think that I that I couldn't just read the Bible in order because it wasn't in order. Because we were using various scripture from various books of the Bible to kind of tell a narrative or tell a story. And so I, I wondered at one time, is there a training for that? How, how do I learn to read the Bible properly, to read it right, to actually fit the puzzles, the pieces together to make the puzzle whole? Mm-hmm. And that's not true, R.C. There's the the context of the Bible, which is the who, what, when, where, why. We talked about that last week with um, women, when we reframed women. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about that a lot in the past 20, this is the 26th week now, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of context. That's why we always start before the beginning, because we get the proper context, the proper who, what, when, where, and why. And when you start with God... Christ and everything else to fall into place. Yes. I think something that ties in with that is also that there's an overarching theme or themes and that, you know, just taking one chapter, one verse, or, or even one book um, can limit our, our understanding of the overall themes, the mm-hmm. purposes, um, and that these things woven throughout mm-hmm. all of Scripture mm-hmm. as, a, as a whole. Yeah, I mean, if we we, we won't get into it today, but we could even talk about how the Bible was put together. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think one one thing that's helped me is that even looking at chronological Bibles and things that are put yeah. in, mm-hmm. into more of the proper time and reading that in, in that way as well. And then you're talking about context is like to who is it written at what time, what was the surrounding circumstances, all these things. So there is a part of that letter that is making some sense. <laughs> um, you know the Bible is like a window and, and think of a window in a, in a house and you can look out a window but mm-hmm. you're you and you can see what's outside sure. <laughs> you can see something that's uh-huh. the part hopefully the window is <laughs> if the window is clean <laughs> but we can also just focus like on the window itself see yes. the streaks in the window see the things in the window and it really hinders what is what the window is there for Yep. To actually be able to see, which is out. to let us see beyond it, <laughs> right. right? Exactly. And even in the context, you know, this the image of a window in a house, you can only see as far as that window allows you to. There's other. Yes. We know there's other parts around, mm-hmm. but when we use the Bible, you know, as this window, we we can see a, a part of Christ, but it's just like we've been talking about. It's it's another. It it's still limiting of how mm-hmm. much of Christ we can see. Mm-hmm. We can see some more examples and some themes as Allison was talking about, but it's not um, to answer every circumstance. Yeah. Right. I mean, we can get so focused, like you just said, Andrew, on that window. Oh, such a pretty window. Oh, I love this window. Oh, I wish I had this window wherever I went. Instead of what that window is showing us, that Mm -hmm. that landscape, the actual Mm -hmm. reality of what we're seeing through the window. Well, that was the point of putting the window in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Was so that we could see what was beyond it. Not, it was, yeah. Not for the sake of the window itself, right? And, and for the light it allowed in. Yes, yeah. that's true. Oh man, you know that's, what just what I, what just hit me was <laughs> making the window the thing. What are we putting all of our churches, our church buildings? Stained glass window. 
we make the window where we can't even see outside the window. We can't even see through the window anymore. We're focused on what we put on this window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which kind of really doesn't even make it a window anymore. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> it's just a stained glass. It's a glass wall. Thing. Yeah, stained glass wall. Mm-hmm. Let's see what uh, Paul might have to say about some of this. <laughs> hang, on, hang on a second. Because I, I you're, was you're connecting over? something. Because um, as we were talking, particularly when, um, well, just as we've been talking about the Bible, you know, one of, one of the real hindrances – um, that we actually cause is that we read scripture through the filter of ourselves. Yes. Yes. It's all about us. Yeah. Um, what God did for me, what he's doing for me, what he wants from me, mm-hmm. you know, what he promises me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's about us. And um, thinking about the stained glass windows, they created those because they, because of the effect it created inside mm-hmm. the yep. building, building, yeah, sanctuary. sanctuary or temple or, you know, whatever, it was to create um, a, a specific aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, and, um, and so I was thinking that that same idea of reading scripture with that that filter of ourselves. Mm. You know, it's it's because our focus or our desire is for for scripture to like have an impact on me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Kind of like the windows would have an impact on the inside oh, yeah, of the yeah, people yeah, sitting yeah, yeah. inside and, and how yep, their experience would yep. be. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's now, it. Now, I do want to say I don't – stained glass in and of itself is <laughs> not bad. <laughs> no. You're not an anti-stained glassist. <laughs> is that what you identify with? I don't know, but if, if that's <laughs> the word, I might be. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be real and say I don't like stained glass, okay. <laughs> and it's okay if you don't, and it's okay if you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just it, a it thing. blocks the purpose of a window. <laughs> <laughs> it was a metaphor. Yes, yes. 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 right. Metaphor. Yes. Yes. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Still don't like stained glass. <laughs> Hey, Allison, what was Paul going to say? <laughs> he doesn't like stained glass windows. <laughs> I know it. Paul was not a fan. Oh, he was if they would have been there, he would have said, get these glasses. Did they have glasses? I was about to say they didn't no? even have windows when, when Paul was writing this. They just had holes in the walls. But I'm sure. He didn't write anything Galatians <laughs> about the stained glass? No? I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's in the Bible. <laughs> I'm sure it is in there. <laughs> how do we know how to address it then? <laughs> anyway. But really, in, in Galatians, in this letter to the Galatians, <laughs> it says, Paul, an apostle, not sent from men nor through the agency of man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. I am amazed that you were so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Yep. But when God, who had, sent me, who had set me apart, even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me, so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away to Arabia and returned once more to Damascus. Then three years later, I went up to Jerusalem to become acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him for 15 days. 
But I did not see any of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And they were glorifying God because of me. Yes, and amen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he didn't read the Bible? Mm. I mean, I've heard, I've heard preachers say that Paul is the greatest Bible teacher of all time. Wow. Those are the words they use about Paul. But you're telling me he didn't read the Bible when he got saved. Well, there weren't any 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 writings except for the what the old sacred mm-hmm. writings. There weren't any new writings yet. Yet, mm-hmm. I think we forget that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part of that context, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The who, what, when, where, what wasn't around. And you know, I think it's important. You know, where or through whom he received his revelation of yes. Christ from. Yep. yep. He didn't feel he wasn't led to go and be taught by the apostles. The Lord was in his situation, spoke to him directly and, and revealed himself to him. Mm-hmm. And he was a very um, educated man in terms of right. the, yes, the, the, the Torah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he knew say, those scriptures scripture, already. It'd be Paul. But did that give him a revelation of Jesus Christ? Right. What exactly. gave him the revelation That's, of Christ that was, was point. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it yes. wasn't the it wasn't the Torah that gave it to him. It wasn't mm-hmm. the old things that gave it to him. It was Jesus Christ Himself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't man. It wasn't the Bible. Mm-hmm. But it was Christ Himself. Yeah. Christ Himself. Mm-hmm. As we're talking about studying Scripture and reading Scripture. Looking at scripture, quoting scripture, writing scripture. We can still write scripture. <laughs> Rewriting. Um, <laughs> then we have time bound <laughs> passages and timeless passages. RC, can you tell us a little about a well, time bound? I, I can, but we are right at the end of this hour, so I was going to try to hold that off till next hour. Well, if we have to um. wait, I mean. <laughs> but I didn't, you know. So, so yes, Andrew, there are time-bound and timeless passages, but I... I but Allison has a quote she wants well, to share well, with us. Well, I was going to say, with your permission, can I can I bring that back after the, the, the break here in just a moment? We could take a vote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go look at our Bibles. Me, yeah, well, what's, what's the Bible say about that? <laughs> Open that up. Close your eyes. Open the Bible of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. That's not true, Tyro. No. What you got, Allison? This um, quote came Is up as we've been talking. It's from Frank Viola. Oh, not from Scripture? Okay, no, it's not from Scripture. <laughs> Although, scripture. But he, it's just a good point to remember that because this, the Spirit and the Scripture are born out of divine inspiration, the leading of the Spirit will never contradict Scripture, mm-hmm. nor will Scripture contradict the instincts of the Spirit. Right. So just right. remember, it's the same source for both. That right. they're not going to contradict one another. That's just a reminder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is really good. The same source for both. What is your source? One spirit. Same. One spirit. One spirit. Yeah. So if the source is the Lord, his spirit, then it's going to agree across devices. Yes. Be it scripture or human or nature. It's If it's one spirit, it's going to agree to that spirit. Yes. 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 This is yes. radio. It's our 26th show. You know you can't just nod your head. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees with We're himself. We're all coming down <laughs> off our sugar rush. <laughs> yes, from I our told lunch. you it would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. Yes, RC. <laughs> 
Oh, sure, fine, whatever. We are reframing scripture and uh, basically, you know, how we Christians like to hold our our Bible in a, as high esteem as Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, we do. Yes. I did. I Yes, and... It was something we were taught, something we were that was ingrained into us that there is no greater truth than Jesus Christ and the Word of God. Why do you say in as high esteem as Christ? Or does that not there's no greater truth than Jesus Christ and the Word of God? Is there is there is that not holding I see. scripture <clears throat> I see as in saying. high esteem as Jesus? Well, because honestly for myself, scripture mm-hmm. held a higher place than Christ. Oh, mm-hmm. Because, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because... So why do I say as high when you're saying it was higher? Right. I mean, because Scripture to me was... Um, yes, I was saying it's at least as high as mm-hmm. Christ. If not higher. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what I'm saying is I think most of the times our actions actually reveal that it gets a higher place than Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Which either one is not, not correct. Exactly. Right. Right. That's true, RC. That's not proper. <laughs> That's not proper Bible doctrine, <laughs> right? To hold Mm-mm. the Scripture, the Bible, as near as high, because we we discussed Hebrews one, which Christ is God now in these days, last days, speaks to us in His Son, yes, whom He has made heir of <clears throat> all things, and yeah. through whom made all things. That was not Scripture, anyway. So before we left. Andrew was asking me, oh, my name is R.C. Did I say that already? Nope. Why not? I don't know. I was hey. waiting on Andrew to say something. <laughs> hey, R.C. Hey, my Andrew. name is Andrew. <laughs> this hey, is Andrew. Room. Hey, R.C. My name is Allison. <laughs> hey, Allison. <laughs> hey, Carrie. Uh, this is Bridget. Uh-huh. Hey, Bridget. <laughs> so what was Andrew telling you? <laughs> yes. Were you telling you said that's so a good we, question, Tyrone. We were talking about um, reading scripture and studying scripture, and um, we, we give us some some different there different it ways is. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to go about that and to approach scripture. And one of the things I thought we could address next was time bound passages and timeless passages. Yeah, all right. And um, so I was wondering, RC, if you could tell us a little bit about time bound passages. I think you can do it. Okay. <laughs> so let's ask ourselves, saints, if an experience, situation, or command in the Bible pertains to a specific time, place, and circumstances, it is not transferable to us. Right. It is therefore considered time-bound. Yes. Mm-hmm. For example, E.G. or I.E. Paul's <laughs> – yes, I know E.G. is the great <laughs> <laughs> Paul's instruction to Timothy to bring his cloak and strolls is strolls. <laughs> no more sugar for us. <laughs> what did I say? You said strolls. I didn't, strolls. I didn't think that's <clears throat> that. It's uh, short for stroller. Got to bring his cloak and stroller. <laughs> Paul's instructions to Timothy. To bring his cloak <laughs> and scrolls, Thank you. scrolls is not transferable. I think I was already getting to the word transferable <laughs> to us today, right? As in, because why, RC? Well, for one, we don't carry around scrolls anymore. No, or strolls. 
Or cloak. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Another one's Jeremiah was told not to seek a wife or have children. But this is not a call for college age men to do the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. Why? So these, we these, specify college age women. Just an example of. He was a little older than that, but. We get oh, okay. So it's not a call for any man to yes. do the same. College yeah. age or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Right. And I, I like these passages because they give good examples of how. Sometimes we can get caught up in a specific thing that Paul was saying in a specific time and place that wasn't an eternal right. truth or reality. It's just, you know, something practical. Hey, bring your coat and your scrolls. <laughs> right. and so it's like, so what, what we'll teach is so it's we, we need to always be prepared to have bring our, your our coat and the scriptures <laughs> ready to go. Bring your Bible with you. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I used to think that, man. Yeah. If I didn't bring my Bible, I felt ill prepared. Mm-hmm. Yes. To my meet, you know, if I didn't bring the Bible to the meeting or to church, I, I felt ill prepared. Yeah, obviously because Paul would exhort me to bring my right. my scrolls with or, me. Or he says, "Drink, drink some wine for stomach's sake." Yes, yeah. Like there, there's an actual issue there where mm-hmm. he's telling him to drink wine for a purpose. And what we'll do is we'll say, well, anytime you got an issue with your stomach, go get some wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't really do that. Maybe and then, or we we use that as as a reason to go ahead and just drink some <laughs> right. wine. Yes, yeah, right. oh, not saying all the time. drinking wine is wrong or right. We're not talking about right. that. Right. These are just examples. That's another program yeah. yes. that right. may or may not be gotten to. Yeah. So well, you know, another one just to even add, not so funny, but. Uh, when Paul says, I do not allow women to speak up, mm-hmm. yeah. or, you know, I, you know, women should be quiet. Yeah, he says, I am not permitting a woman to speak. Yes. Yeah. Present active. Right. That was very time bound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. And we talked about this last week. Yes. It's I all am not permitting. This is, this is Paul. Um, we, we talked a few weeks ago about how beautiful it was in that scripture where Paul talks about being there with them in spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? This was another example of Paul in spirit kind of being present with them and, and giving them that prescription. Yeah. Time bound. Time bound. So what does that mean? Well, don't memorize the time bound scriptures. Um, um, what? <laughs> well, that's that's what not true, <laughs> Well, you don't want to memorize the time bound scripture, do you? No. And then live your life by it? No. Okay, that's different. Yeah, that's they're, different. They're not. That's different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's okay to memorize time bound? Sure, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Have a go at it. I don't, yeah, if somebody wants to remember a time bound scripture, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It might help with uh, context. Mm-hmm. So, but oh, okay. n- n- for not for, for life and whatever else, yeah. Jesus yeah. wept. <coughs> <laughs> so he's always weeping. And he's still weeping today. <laughs> there that's are. another good example, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> but there are also, of course, many, many timeless. Yes. Passages. Maybe, maybe right. you should help us out here, Allison. Please. please. So if a situation or a command is never revoked and or if it was repeated in scripture um, and or it may pertain to a moral or theological subject, it is permanent and transferable to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Therefore, timeless. Yes. <clears throat> and so here's one. The command of God to love with all your to love God with all your heart, soul, and might is a moral command that is applicable to us today, yes. Deuteronomy. And not only is this command never revoked, 
it is repeated in other parts of scripture as well. Right. Yes. Jesus repeats it, yeah. Yeah. Tyrone said Jesus repeats it. Yeah. And also the commands to love each other, pray for each other, admonish one another. Those things are also repeated many times in scripture and are timeless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're applicable. Yes. So there's there's even two kinds of timeless scripture. There's everlasting and there's eternal. Mm -hmm. My point being Mm -hmm. that everlasting passages have have a starting point in time. Mm hmm. But don't do not have an end. Okay. Eternal passages are don't are eternal. They do not have a beginning and they do not have an end. Those mm-hmm. are your different kinds of timeless scriptures. Those are the ones that are applicable to us today. Yeah, and time bound or timeless mm-hmm. doesn't have any bearing on the truth of it. It just has to do with whether it it has to do with a specific situation then or can apply to us now. And one of the sort of main mm-hmm. reasons for understanding the difference is we have a penchant when we are proof texting mm-hmm. scripture or right. wanting to kind of name it and claim it. We have um, tendency to grab onto a scripture and make it something that it was never meant to be. Right. And when we can rightly discern the difference between a time-bound scripture and a timeless scripture, which it's not hard to do, mm-hmm. then we can more accurately um, – you know, we don't we don't go grabbing, um, you know, the fact that John the Baptist, you know, what wore fur and ate, ate locusts and honey, and kind of decide that that's what the Lord's asking of us too. Mm-hmm. You know, silly silly things like that. So, yeah, they can become methods. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, they or don't need I mean, even I would promises say or, that even yeah. a lot of a lot of scripture uh, pertaining to the law. It would be time bound because that law has now been fulfilled in Christ Jesus, and because I mean, stoning women for certain aspects is a part of the law, but I would not say that that still applies today. Good. Yes. Would you say that still applies today? No. I would say that the law has been fulfilled. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the same with like tithing. We take that out of out of all kinds of testimony and this and the ten percent and all this stuff. There's a whole new thing in Christ, a new creation, a new world, a new covenant, a new testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A new law. A new the law. law of the Spirit. The law Spirit. Spirit. <clears throat> yeah, and I think, you know, in this um, reframing Scripture, we're, what we're talking about is how to see Scripture now yeah. in light of the eternal purpose. Mm-hmm. And so the things we're pointing out is to um, help us as we're, we're reading teaching, and studying scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that um, really stood out to me, and I guess I hadn't thought about it, and for some reason it just never came up. I think because growing up in Western culture, there's such, such a push to go to school, to um, education is so, so, so high. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Everyone, in my mm-hmm. feeling, you're supposed to go to college. <laughs> right. um, it's just education. Is um, the idea about the vast number of people who actually cannot read or right. who are illiterate, they cannot read or write. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, certain people in my childhood that were very, really, really smart. And my dad would say, well, you know, this, this guy built this barn. Um, this farmer, he, you know, he runs this huge operation, but he can't, can't read mm-hmm. or write. Mm-hmm. And it always dumbfounded me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And in the context of what we're talking about today is, 
if you think about the number of people who cannot read and write themselves, how does the Lord speak to them? Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and the context what we're talking about is what if you don't have a Bible or if you have a Bible but you can't even can read it? Right. Um, then, then what? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the esteem we give the Bible would then say the Lord won't speak to those people because mm-hmm. they can't read the Scripture for themselves. Or that there's like um, a big section of the Lord that they're not going to know. Mm-hmm. Or that what they need then is for someone to teach them the Bible. Yes. So that they can then know yeah. God because knowing Bible, knowing the Bible is equal to knowing God when what we're hoping to convey is that <clears throat> it's in knowing Christ, knowing mm-hmm. God. That's where life is found. And scripture is one way that helps us in knowing him, um, but he can he can actually be known without it as well. Mm -hmm. That's a good point you make that he can be known without it, Mm -hmm. because uh, the early saints, Mm -hmm. the church, the churches at Galatia, they didn't have these are predominantly Gentile saints Mm -hmm. and with some Jews. We were talking about this, but it wasn't common for people to just have Mm -mm. scrolls or whatever the papyrus, the Old Testament, or whatever they had. Mm -hmm. And so they had to know the Lord in some way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, there was the spoken word of Christ that was given by Paul, but they still, I mean, they they didn't have any way to record that. Mm -mm. They they weren't taking, like, notes like we do today when we hear a sermon. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then not look at it ever again. So (laughs) I think when Christ spoke to them then, uh, he he would probably bring some things up in their minds by mm-hmm. the spirit that mm-hmm. were of the, what they were reminded because that's part of the promise of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. But also they learn to live by the Father's life and their instincts. Yep. Yes, uh, that's outside of anything that we may know intellectually. Right. Well, and you you make a good point because <clears throat> what they were taught was Christ. Yes, and that that was taught to them through speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so p- people do need to be taught Christ. But we teach the Bible. But we teach the Bible. That That's the difference mm-hmm. that I, I wanted to underline, was we think that they need to know the Bible. When what we mean by that is they need to know exactly how Scripture has been written down and our interpretation of it. Right. Our interpretation of it. Yeah. <clears throat> right. When what they what they um, what brings life is knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. And people do need to be given Christ, taught Christ, preached Christ, um, messaged Christ. Christ needs to be spoken. He is the message of God, right? Yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was, for some reason, the last week, the scripture where Paul is reminding the saints that um, they do not need anyone to teach them, for they have the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this is coming to my mind now. I'm just going to trust the Lord with it. <clears throat> but... The thing that has just kind of – I've just been kind of mulling over was because some people, particularly people who have maybe stepped out of the institutional setting and mm-hmm. are, you know, really conv- – you know, have this strong conviction about not having a pastor and uh, can sometimes use that scripture as um, an argument, right, for, well, we have the spirit. I shouldn't need anyone to teach me because I have the spirit. Mm-hmm. But Paul's whole <clears throat> point was that these were saints who had been taught Christ yeah. already, Mm-hmm. And they did not need to go to school again. Right, mm-hmm. right. They sh- they are they are beyond this. They are they they have matured past this. But yet, so it's like you know someone who's been through elementary 
and it's time for them to go on to junior high, but yet they're going to go back to elementary school Mm -hmm. and be taught elementary things again. You know, he's saying you you have no need of these men to come and teach you elementary things again. You've been given Christ. You've been taught Christ. You've been taught how to live by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And guess what? When he was writing all this, they didn't have the Bible. (laughs) Right? Right. As, As we know it. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, the idea. They didn't have the Bible. So then, you know, I've heard some people say, well, they did go and hear if they couldn't read. And they were able to go into listen in the synagogue. Somebody read it to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's a different mindset than today where we think the only way we can have a relationship with the Lord is if we have our Bible time in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm saying that because did that mean if those people didn't go or if they only went like once in a month that they didn't have a relationship with the Lord or that they didn't right. know the Lord? Does that mean we don't? If we, They just didn't see it the same way. I lived way. like that for a long time. Yeah. I mean, because <clears throat> if I didn't get up and spend some sort of time in the Bible, reading it or studying it, mm-hmm. then I hadn't spent time with the Lord because spending time in Scripture was the equivalent of... Right. Spending time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, and let me read you real quick, if you don't mind, Romans ten, seventeen. So faith comes from reading the Bible and reading the Bible by the word of Christ. Mm, that's not no. true. <clears throat> oh, that's not. I'm sorry. That was the wrong version. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by reading the Bible. Oh, no. Sorry. That's the wrong version, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Or the word concerning Christ, or the word from Christ, our our yeah, it's not from reading the Bible. See, <laughs> I I think this also like, touch. Go ahead. I was going to say I like the last one, the word from Christ, mm-hmm. because the the word word there is not logos, right. it's rhema, which means it's a saying of someone else. So it's a saying of Christ. So it's actually Christ speaking. Mm -hmm. It's the only way we come into faith. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is if it's Christ who is speaking. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think this touches upon, too, that there is um, an aspect to um, reading aloud, speaking scripture aloud. Yes. Um, I don't know if we're going to get into that in a little bit. But um, that because much of it was to supposed to be read aloud like that's Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. the mindset behind it Mm -hmm. not read read silently or by oneself a lot of it was supposed to be read to a whole church you know that there's an aspect of speaking words aloud that um, comes into play so i can't remember if we'll get into that more or not Mm -hmm. well i think jesus said uh the words that i speak to you which which is still applicable today the words that i speak to you are both spirit and life yeah Mm -hmm. <laughs> say the words that we read silently <laughs> to ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I speak to you, our spirit, spirit and life. And so, by the spirit, when we open up our mouths, mm-hmm. it's spirit and life. So it's present. Yeah, it's not the words I spoke to you. Yeah, were you know, does that make sense? Yes, He's presently it's, it's always pre- speaking. Present, Jesus speaking now. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Well, I mean, I think it gets into what we're talking now is about how how do people know Christ then? Yeah, and I think about. Um, you know, stories I've read about the, the, the underground church, and maybe they would have uh, just a couple pages, and then they would pass them around. But that wasn't all they knew of Christ. No. It was yeah. the pages that they had. That was just part of 
a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not why they were thriving because they had right. two pages of, of the Bible. No. I think about the um, early Christians who came out of pagan religions. Yeah. You know, what did they have? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, when it says, you know, walk by the Spirit. The Spirit. The spirit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's no. something else going on. Here. No, I thought yeah. they had Bible studies, and that's how they arrived. <clears throat> they they were coming straight, not even out of you know synagogues and you no. know, or the temple or anything, just straight out of Compton. Not, I don't know if Compton's in that area region <laughs> of the, no. the world, but you know, I'll, I'll say this, um, and then I'll be done. <laughs> this, I'm, and I'm closing. <laughs> Paul tells Timothy, this was back when we were talking about the everlasting or eternal statements uh-huh. versus those that are time bound. <clears throat> Paul tells Timothy 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 <laughs> to bring his cloak and scrolls. Mm-hmm. That's we never look at that, but what are the scrolls? That's his little small portion of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So what does he tell why is he telling him to bring that? Because Timothy's probably going to teach from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. but what is he going to teach? Right. He's going to look through the filter of Christ. Right. Yes. Yep. Yes. That's what he's going to display, yes. Christ. And so even even if even if they did have scripture, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was going to be seen through Christ. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because That's Christ said he told his apostles, he told all of them and this is the thing that the spirit brought to their minds again mm-hmm. that these things this these writings are of me. Right. Yes. So see me. Yes. No. Yeah. Yep. He didn't say, go and preach scripture. Go and preach me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's a challenge for you, saints, as we're closing out our time on reframing the word of God, scripture, the Bible. This challenge, are, are, we're going to ask you a series of questions mm-hmm. <laughs> for you to pose to, to the Lord. You know, hey, Lord. So basically, what position, saint, have you put the Bible in your life? Mm-hmm. Where do you hold it? Is it, the, is it Jesus Christ and the word of God? If it's not in my, like what Andrew said, if it's not in where the Bible speaks, I speak. Where the Bible's silent, I'm silent. What position have you put the Bible in your life? Yeah, another challenge that we have for you is, is he asking you to change the version of the Bible that you read? You know, so often we get um, our our version that, you know, we like how how things are are said. Um, It's the authorized version. (laughs) King James only. That's right. And we um, it just focuses us to, to see the words in a different light. Mm-hmm. And even that one I just said, the authorized version. Who authorized it? Right. King James. <laughs> well, the reality is, is that all versions are going to have their filter. Yes, they are. The filter that the, the translator has, he's had toward, he or she has had toward the scriptures is going to come out in their version. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. I mean, that's evident by the different... Bible studies, you can see the Living by the, the Spirit Bible study and the Couples Devotional Bible, and the you can just go down the list and there, pick your slant and you can study it. Mm-hmm. So, another challenge um, that he may out of seeking some of these things about, in particular, about the Bible is is he asking you to lay it down for a season, mm-hmm. for a time? What? Heresy. Right, which, you know, could be very um, scary. Mm-hmm. I know it was for me in a way of how in the world would I 
maintain this relationship with him? How would I even talk to him? How would I even know what he wants? You know, kind of thing. How would I not go off the deep end? How would I not? Yeah, if I don't read my Bible, how's it? I'm not going to be kept. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he may, you know, again, he may be asking you to lay down the Bible so that way you know him. Right. And you know him as a person. You know him as 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 a source of a person. uh, Let me say this. As a thing that can give you a revelation of himself just like paul said it pleased him to reveal his son in me Mm -hmm. it pleases the lord to reveal himself in you Mm -hmm. and sometimes the bible can block that because we've given the place that the only that jesus we've given the bible the place that only christ can hold and that Mm -hmm. is to reveal himself Mm -hmm. and the thing is is he reveals himself initially but he wants to keep revealing himself to you and so, again, sometimes the Bible can get in the way of seeing this person and seeing more of him. And so he may be asking you to um, lay it down for a season to yeah. be able to rightly see <clears throat> the place the Bible should have. All of us yes. um, have actually gone through that experience yes. where the Lord has asked us to lay down um, pursuing him in Scripture, or how we thought we were pursuing him, yeah. um, to basically lay that down for a time. Mm-hmm. And um, get to know him um, a new way, a way apart from that that tool. Yes. Um, and it, I know for myself, it was um, it was encouraging when there was where that where there was that freedom to kind of enter back into scripture because mm-hmm. it was it literally was like an entirely new book yes. to me. It was. Yep. An entirely new book. Mm-hmm. It became three D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and stories became real. And things made sense that had never made, made sense. sense. Puzzle pieces that I had had to force to fit mm-hmm. all of a sudden went where they were supposed to go. And it just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not telling you to toss your Bible out the window. No. Mm-hmm. We want you to have it in proper perspective. Yes. Yeah. And these encourage, these challenges are really for people who possibly have it in, in a place that it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's it's a tool. Yep. <laughs> so follow the Lord's life and look for Christ. Yes. 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 It's yep. the tool, not the rule. Christ is the rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, saints. We're gonna go. We've just talked about seeing Christ. You know, all reframing scripture. Well, we're, we're going to see Christ in a movie. We haven't done that in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to do that coming up right after the break. Yes. If we've still got it in us. We do. We got it. (laughs) All right. Awesome. You're listening to... To To the the Saints. This is R.C. This is Tyrone. (laughs) And this is Andrew. This is Carrie. This is Bridget. And this is Allison. 